you're listening to the Well Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's menstrual cycle educator, natural fertility coach, and daytime mermaid. This is a place where we discuss all things periods, poo, ovulation, fertility, and sex. Join me weekly as we rediscover our menstrual cycles, unlock its superpowers, and guide you back into your cyclical nature. This is episode 179 of the Well Woman podcast. Today on the show, we are talking all about what to do if you have just been diagnosed with PCOS, endometriosis, fibroids, or any other menstrual cycle imbalance. This is our third last episode of the Reclaiming Your Cycle mini series. So if you haven't already figured out, we are also running these as YouTube videos. So if you want to jump over to YouTube and check me out, just search Gemma Lee. This title episode of what to do when you've just been diagnosed with fibroids, PCOS, or endometriosis, and you'll find me and you'll see exactly what I look like whilst we're talking through this episode. Now, of course, podcasts are audio for a reason, so you just have to listen to my voice, not stare at my face. But before we jump into this episode, I want to let you know that our cyclical school doors are about to close. So if you're unsure and don't know what cyclical school is, cyclical school is our sister business, which certifies as an organization that trains people in how to become certified menstrual cycle coaches. Now, this will be our third cohort, which is kicking off in September, early September, that is, of 2022. Head over to cyclicalschool.com to learn more, head to cyclicalschool.com forward slash course to learn more about this specific course and how you can enroll to join us and become a menstrual cycle coach out there and join us in the menstrual revolution. We're really passionate about training and guiding coaches in how to reclaim and rebalance menstrual cycles for all menstruators around the world. So our cut. So our doors are closing soon, so I suggest jump onto that. You can head back to cyclicalschool.com to learn more. All right, let's talk about this topic. So back in 2014, I was diagnosed with PCOS. Now at the time, PCOS was quite a new topic around the menstrual cycle. At this time, I also was only just starting to work as a menstrual cycle educator after learning about my own cycle and period. I had just come off the contraceptive pill after 12 years and I hadn't had a period in about six months when I was diagnosed with PCOS. Now, PCOS has multiple different markers for diagnosis, but whenever someone is diagnosed with a challenge with any aspect of their health, including their menstrual cycle, the first thing is like, well, what the F do I do? Like, how do I support myself right now? Like, where do I start? So in this episode, we're going to be chatting a little bit about how you can move through the process of what to do once you've just been diagnosed. Now, I teach on four-pillar approach. So if you're not aware of this, I teach this in Wellsome inside the Well Women Academy and at Cyclical School to our students. But the four-pillar approach means that you need to look at all avenues and all pillars of health to support you into overall balance and harmony. So the first one is nutritional. Nutritional is quite an easy thing to do. It's kind of like, well, what am I already eating? How can I change up my food? What am I lacking? What am I eating too much of? What can I remove and what can I welcome in? This also comes back to your macronutrients. Um, So what vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, polyphenols, all those things are you getting in your diet on a daily basis that can support you? Now, the second pillar is the physical pillar, and this works in two ways. We've got the physical pillar that supports you in how you physically feel. So am I bloated? Am I not bloated? Do I have heavy period pain? Do I not have heavy heavy period pain? Do I have a migraine? Do I have acne? They're the physical signs of the body. The second one is how you physically use and move your body. Do you have a sedentary lifestyle? Are you up and about moving, walking, 
maybe practicing a particular class like Pilates or yoga or going to the gym, but exploring your movement. The third one is the emotional pillar. And this emotional pillar is all about understanding your emotional state and could this potentially be contributing to your balance and health. And the last one is the energetic spiritual realm. Now, I do all of these with my one-on-one coaching clients, but we're going to focus today on the first three. So one of the things that happens when we're first diagnosed is we do the Google, we do the Dr. Google, and we start Googling and looking for all the things that can support us. And I'll do this thing and I'll do that and I'll do this over here. But a really important thing is whenever you've been diagnosed with an imbalance in your health is that it's the things we do every day that count, not the things we do sometimes. So what we're looking at really creating a a habit and a change and a shift with upfront is the things of what you do daily. Like what are the things you do daily? Now, I know you brush your teeth daily, but what else do you do daily? Do you have a cup of coffee first thing in the morning? Do you wind down on wine at night? What's your daily like lunch look like? How do you feed your body on a daily basis? How do you move your body on a daily basis? So these daily things actually contribute to our long-term health. Now, when we're looking at rebalancing and imbalance, the biggest thing we want to focus on is long-term balance, not doing a fast diet or a hardcore detox that creates a little bit of balance, but long-term balance, not just now, but well into three months, six months, 12 months, two years, five years, 20 years time. How can we create ultimate balance that's going to serve us well into the future? So when we look at each of these four pillars, we can apply health in different ways. So first thing is don't Dr. Google. Just don't do that. (laughs) You'll find a positive and a negative for everything. Drinking too much water, how to scratch your nose off, everything will be on the internet. But what you want to do is turn inward. So what often we do is we turn outward and we look for the answers everywhere else except for within us. So turn inward. I encourage you to start a meditation practice. This practice doesn't have to be intense or challenging but just to sit in silence if you feel called to sit and close your eyes down you can do that too but a first stage to meditation is to sit outside in nature maybe and sit in silence how does silence feel for you get to know your body and how you truly feel when we get to this stage of meditation we can then ask the questions okay body what are you calling me to do right now what guidance are you giving me how can i intuitively listen to my womb because your womb is very intuitive How can you listen to the guidance that she's sharing with you? From there, look at what you're already doing. So let's look at your habits with nutrition. How are you eating on a daily basis? Let's start there. What food do you have in your house, in your cupboard, in your pantry, in your fridge? And look at what those foods are. Are they whole-based plant foods that come from earth and nature and you know, well-raised meat options? Or are they packaged? Are they highly processed? Are they preservative fill? Look at those things. The next thing we can look at is how are we cooking and preparing our food? This is really, really important for overall balance in our health. And Ayurveda teaches us this so well when we look at ultimate balance and harmony through the 10 qualities that Ayurvedic teaches through the Mahagunas. Are we hot or are we cold? Are we, uh, are we dry or are we oily? And we want to look at our food in a way that it nurtures and nourishes our overall system, not just a healthy digestive system. So when we're looking at imbalances in our menstrual cycle, how can we better balance our endocrine system and how does the digestive system support that? 
Now, of course, if you have no idea how to do that, reach out for support. Work with someone directly in nutrition. Maybe that is working with an Ayurvedic coach. Maybe that's working with a food specialist menstrual cycle coach. Maybe that's working with a naturopath, a nutritionist, a nutritional doctor, someone who has very good specific knowledge around nutrition. Now, let's look at movement. Now, movement's an interesting pillar because when there's imbalances in our health, and I've seen this time and time again with the menstrual cycle imbalances, is often women are either moving way too much or they're moving way too little. So we need to find that Goldilocks in the middle atmosphere. So we're looking for not too much, not too little, just right in the middle. And I do, when I did my yoga teacher training earlier this year, I called this the Goldilocks in the middle because you're looking for that sweet spot, that sweet spot where you love to move your body and you love to get sweaty, hot and, you know, go for a run and hit the gym, but you're also looking for harmony and rest too. So with your physical movement and your body, how much movement are you getting and how much movement are you not getting and where can you actually improve that? Often what I've seen is women move way too much. They push themselves and they do that because of certain gym requirements I'm doing this eight-week challenge and they said I've got to do this. It's really important to adapt and change your movement. So go back and listen to our early episodes in this um, series of reclaiming your cycle and movement through each of the different phases and start to adapt some rest, some intensity and some rest. You're looking for both sides of the scale. Now, additionally, with your physical body, what I want you to start doing is to start tracking your cycle. If you don't do this already, please head to my website at wellsome.com and download my Love Your Cycle tracker. You'll find that at wellsome.com forward slash L-Y-C. In this tracker, downloading, it will come with some guides and how to use it. But using a menstrual cycle tracker when it's written actually has a connection practice where you connect with your body and how you actually feel rather than doing this tap, tap, swipe and forget on an app. Technology is fun, but let's dive deeper is what I say. So when we're tracking, we want to track physically. How do we feel on a daily basis? Check in with everything. How do I feel after my sleep last night? How many hours am I sleeping? How does my digestion feel? Am I bloated? Am I constipated? Do I have diarrhea? Do I have acne? Do I have hair loss? What is actually going on on a daily basis in your body? Write all of this stuff down. In the tracker, I always explain that the best way to track is to write down the things you would complain about to your best friend. So anything that you would complain about, you would, I don't want to say whinge, but you would whine about or really feel uncomfortable or frustrated with, don't accept that. Write it down in your cycle tracker because that's going to give us lots of keys moving forward. So that's our physical pillar and our nutritional pillar. The next thing I would encourage you to do is explore your emotions. How do you feel emotionally in your life right now? How do you feel? Do you feel on the upward spiral scale of emotion where you feel joy, excitement, pleasure, bliss? Or are you on the downward side scale um, of emotion where you feel frustrated, irritated, annoyed, angry, rage. And naturally, we go from up to down and down to up and that's totally beautiful. But where are you most of the time and how do you feel most of the time? This is what really matters. For example, if we're extremely irritated in our life, we have a lot of irritation and anger, our body will demonstrate that in a physical sense. So when we're documenting our physical 
cycle signs and our physical challenges we're experiencing on a cycle tracker, we can look at, okay, is that being represented in my body in, a, in an emotional sense, not just physical? So the example I love to give with this is let's just say it's yeast infections or BV. Often if we have irritation and frustration in the outer life, in our normal day-to-day world, our body can represent that. And frustration, irritation, and redness like thrush, yeast infections, BV in the yoni, that's a pretty good sign that there's some irritation going on. Like your body's showing you that you're irritated physically. It's also showing you that there's a little bit of anger, a little bit of heat. I could also look at that as maybe a pitta imbalance or too much pitta, too much fire in your body, as the Ayurvedic doctors would say. So looking at your emotional like status, like how do you really feel right now? Where in your life do you feel fully content? Where in your life do you feel fully frustrated? So I want you to explore each of these three different areas. Now, the fourth area I want you to explore is what is your relationship like with the feminine and what is your relationship like with the masculine? Now, there's lots of different ways we can get into this, but to keep it short and sweet for this episode is how do you relate to the feminine and how do you relate to the masculine? And how do you relate to females in your life? And how do you relate to males in your life? Do you get along with males really well or do you have a lot of restriction and challenge with males in your life? And these are for vol- like this is for vulva owners, all right? Um, for females, how do you get along with females in your life? Do you connect? Do you find it hard to form relationships? Where do you find things easy and where do you find things frustrating? And exploring these relationships because inside our body, we have a feminine side and a masculine side physically. And when we look at these different hemispheres of the feminine and masculine, they blend together really, really well. However, if we have restriction in one of the energy fields, it can cause blocks and and tension. And I know hands down for me, when I had PCOS, I was way too much in my masculine. I had like 3% of femininity in my life. Everything I did was masculine. I forced myself to work. I was avoiding things. I was overdoing it at the gym. I was really, really lean and thin at the time. And I thought, yeah, I look great. But I was really happy on the inside, really unhappy on the inside. So where's your balance with the feminine and masculine? Are you too masculine? Are you too feminine? Where do you sit? How can you create more alignment for yourself? And could that potentially be contributing to your imbalances in your menstrual cycle. Now, just remember imbalances, everybody has imbalances. Dis-ease is only the opposite of living in ease. And all we seek is to live in ease. So when there is a dis-easement present, we're just seeking how can I have more ease right now? Now, another thing I strongly recommend when you are reclaiming your health and rebalancing once you've had a certain diagnosis is exploring your language around your diagnosis. I have this. I have this. I live like that. And I know I can't do that because I have this. What is your language? Do you call it a problem? Do you call it an issue? What if we change that word to challenge, something that we can overcome instead of being stuck in? I have a PCOS challenge right now, or I have a PCOS imbalance, or currently my body shows signs of PCOS imbalancing imbalances. So what is it for you and how can you support your body back into harmony and alignment? Now, the next thing I would strongly recommend is work with someone. Don't go it alone. Work with someone who can support you. 
So who can you reach out for support in this area? Yes, you can go to a naturopath, a nutritionist and gain some nutritional support. I strongly recommend working with a menstrual cycle coach, someone who's trained in guiding you through your menstrual cycle and not just aligning your imbalances, but understanding the cyclical nature. There's something so beautiful about awakening the cyclical nature within you. It's a remembering. And when you remember the way that we've always used to live cyclically, your body starts to find the most amazing harmony and balance itself in multiple different ways. And of course, all the other things I've shared and mentioned also support, but looking at how can you live cyclically? So a menstrual cycle coach will be able to guide you and support you with that. Next up, I would suggest working with a contraceptive coach or family planning, natural fertility awareness. There's lots of different names for the same thing is work with someone who understands the cycle on a fertility sense. The reason why this is really helpful is if you have a cycle imbalance that leads to irregular cycles, for example, one of the common signs with PCOS is irregular cycles. That's definitely what was one of my markers when I was diagnosed with PCOS is if that is you, maybe working with a natural fertility coach, and I see this in my own client work when I work as a natural fertility coach with them, is I can see their imbalances in their cycles and I can see what's triggering those imbalances and what's actually implementing change in their cycle. So what's contributing to ovulation change? What's contributing to menstruation change? I can see that in their natural fertility tracker. So I strongly recommend if you've never dived into that, explore it. Invest in working in yourself and learning about your cycle and your natural fertility. And you'll that it'll serve you forever. You know, this isn't just like a learn now and then you're done. It will actually serve you for the rest of your menstrual life, well into menopause and beyond. So these are the places that I strongly recommend you begin and start looking at when it comes to what you can do to support your body once you've been diagnosed with an imbalance in your menstrual cycle. Above all, really communicate and listen to your body. Tune in, track your cycle, ask your body, okay, if I was to get a little bit or ask for a little bit more support right now, what would that look like? How can I soften? How can I surrender? How can I communicate safety to my body? How can I better nurture and nourish my body right now? If you haven't already read this, I have a free guide on my website called The Seven Simple Principles to Simple Daily Health. It is so easy. And if we look at the, the simple seven, it highlights everything you can do on a daily basis to bring your body into harmony all the time. So your food, your water, your movement, your emotions, your energy, how you communicate, the toxicity in your life, the toxins in your body, how can you help bring yourself back to balance? And just remember to breathe. Yeah, Breathing is one of the best tools you can do for your health and it's free. It just fits right into your back pocket. Anywhere you go, you can take it with you. It doesn't cost you anything and it's lightweight. The breath is all about communicating harmony and safety to your body. And when we have an imbalance in our endocrine system, we want to support the entire endocrine system not just aspects of the endocrine system that lead to menstruation or lead to ovulation. But how can we support the adrenal glands? How can we support thyroid health? How can I support my brain and the glands in my brain? Does that mean I need to have a better sleep cycle? Does that mean I need to stay more hydrated and more nourished because carbohydrates hydrate you and your brain is filled with lots of water and nurturing nourishment? So how can we bring our body into balance? I hope this was really supportive and helpful for you. 
gave you a little bit of an insight and a few other little things you can do to support your cycle. But if I was to list them off as the top three, number one is to track your cycle. Learn about your body. Learn about how you feel, how you check in, your physical signs, what feels great, what doesn't feel great. Learn about your cycle. Second thing is learn about your cyclical nature. How you eat, move, live, experience, feel throughout each of the four phases of your cycle. Learn about your cyclical nature. And number three is connect with your own feminine essence. Connect with the balance of harmonizing your feminine and masculine energies. So that's number three. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and my stories and shares around what you can do to bring your body back into balance. If you'd love to learn more, you can head over to my website at wellsome.com for lots more tips. Be sure to check out the rest of this series for reclaiming your cycle. And until then, I will see you next week. Sending you lots of love. Thank you so much for tuning into every episode of the Well Woman Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. If this episode excited you, please hit follow on Spotify, which means all of my episodes will pop up in your feed weekly so you never miss a weekly drop. I'd love you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. Love this episode? Come and follow me over on Instagram at wellsome underscore Gemily. Say hi and share what you've taken away from this episode with me. Now, is there a bestie, sister, or a friend who you know who might be fed up, frustrated, and confused with their cycles? Are they ready to join you in awakening their cyclical essence too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your socials, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to them. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our cycles. Now, until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.